Welcome to the red half of Sheffield. That can only mean one thing. I'm back behind the mic tonight. My name is Chad Jarvis. And breaking news. We are joined by, or I am joined by, the one, the only traveling blade slash Ben Humphreys. And it's weird for me to say Ben Humphreys would just call you traveling blade. I am joined by one and only the best vlogger in the whole entire X slash Twitter world, Traveling Blade. How are you doing on this late, 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 late evening? Howdy. I'm shattered. I've, <laughs> uh, I've been down to Coventry and back today. Uh, no one spoke to me, interestingly enough. Um, but then, yeah, I've been to watch the uh, the Steelers in the uh, Challenge Cup semi-final. They're already 6-0 up, but... Um, one for one, but it was just nice to see uh, something called Sheffield actually win for once. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I think you know, the men have lost twice in the space of about I don't know four days or something. The women lost on Sunday, so it was good to see something called Sheffield that I was supporting actually win. I think the only I think I saw it this morning. I think the under twenty one girls beat Liverpool today five to two on on Wednesday Put it on the honors board. Put yeah. it on the honors board. Yeah. Um, so that is the only thing Sheffield United that has been um, in the win column <laughs> in the last as traveling said four days. Um, we're gonna do a little bit something different tonight. We're not gonna go the minute by minute. Uh, reviews as me and Noah have come accustomed to since I have traveling on and Noah's uh, preoccupied with work we're briefly going to touch on both the games and then I'm going to ask him because he is a week in and week out goer of Sheffield United or as we were talking in lieu of the podcast Sheffield (laughs) um we're going to get his kind of state of the union for <laughs> SUFC and where, because oddly enough, we never had him on prior to Wilder coming in. He actually was here for, and we reviewed the hecking bottom part of this season. Now why not have him on and record the Wilder half of the podcast? Um, so before we get into that part of it, sum up what you have witnessed over the last, as you said, four days. The We're down 2-0 against Brighton to come back and level them up at two to only concede three in the second half and go out, exit out of the FA Cup 5-2. to two. And then whatever the hell we witnessed last night against Crystal Palace when we lost 3-2, but we were the lead. We took away from home. We we were in front, but Put it on the honors board. <laughs> <laughs> every time we went in front, I was like, oh god, this isn't gonna we're not gonna still gonna win. Um I guess put a bow on it for everyone that I guess has been living under the rock. I mean, I'm I'm assuming releasing this podcast, everybody knows that we lost both of those games. Obviously, as I said, bowing out of the FA Cup and taking another inevitable loss in the league. Traveling Blade, give us your thoughts. Well, at least we've had something to watch. I think that's been the main difference, like with the main improvement with Wilder coming in to uh, then Hecky is that we're losing, but we're losing with style. Like, Well, not losing with style, but in more entertaining way. We're not falling, we're falling with style now. Um, yeah, so, I mean, like I said, both like entertaining games, I think, both games we could perhaps should have scored a couple more goals, but once again, both games I'd say we deservedly lost. Um, the Brighton game, very disappointed, obviously, to be out of the cup because um, I think people start to say, oh, are we down? I I thought we were down for ages, to be fair, um, you know, especially when you look at what Luton doing. But, like, I digress, but... You know, going into the, the FA Cup, I thought, well, that was like, that's all we had left in a way. Our only bit of like excitement or something to sort of hope for, you know, a bit of nice distraction away from just the 
turgid, flipping, tedious, losing every week in the Prem. Um, and then we know we're out of that. So that's that gone. I mean, I know it would have only been Wolves away and we're already going to them. Um, I think it would have been something awful, actually. I think it would have been something like we'd have played them on the 25th of February um, on the Sunday. And then the Tuesday or Wednesday of that week would have been back again at Molyneux. It had been like absolute. I'm convinced it was like maybe I don't know. Maybe it'd have been like the game, be- maybe the Tuesday before, but it'd be like two. I'm pretty sure it'd been like two consecutive away games at Molyneux, worst away end in the country. Um, so we dodged that, but still, do you know what I mean? Just something, something different. You're going, oh, maybe if we if we beat Wolves, then we get to the round six again and then we, if we win that then we're at Wembley again and then we've got something you know something to make the season out of but I know that's sort of getting ahead but the fact that you know we started with you know like um, listen to Blades earlier, like a really weak midfield you know sort of with Harmer having to do all of the work and then like before like we, we're 2-0 down like before like, you know before long you're thinking that's it. I'm thinking, like, one, you're thinking, right, we could probably get back into this. We can get at least a goal at home. It's the cup as well, so it's always a bit open. And then we're 2-0 down against Brighton. You're thinking, gee, that's it, done. Like, that is it, done. Over. And I mean, like, you know, they had, the first goal um, was, like, amazing. I, I still haven't seen that goal. I was in the ground, but loads of people didn't get in, like, while late. So I had, like, people walking past me trying to get to their seats. I, I, I've not even watched it back. I still didn't, I haven't seen the goal. Um, then the penalty, which at first I thought was like really soft, but looking back, it probably was a penalty. But it's just like lazy, lazy from Bogan. You're thinking, Christ, we're already two down. This is this gone, like season over. Um, you know, we, we relegated, we're now pretty much out of the cup. And the fact that we actually came back, I mean, when we went when we brought back to 2 1, I was just like, really, you know, I weren't really that forced and all that. But then the the Sula equalizer, I actually like celebrated that like quite hard. I was like, we're actually like, I didn't expect us to be like back this early. You know what I mean? Oh, we can now it's like back to square one. You know, we've completely wiped the, the slate clean. Um, I think we had like a mad amount of like eight minutes. The VAR on that was ridiculous, by the way. Um, you know, especially for the Asula's equaliser. It was just, it was clearly onside. Um, and this, the fact they spent like five minutes um, reviewing one of the most clear decisions. It's just, it's just awful. Um, so that you know, but we got the, we got like, like I said, I think we scored in like the fifty third minute, and it was still the first half. Um, and then obviously we go on, but we always, and then I think was their third goal another penalty. That was just stupid defending. I mean, yeah. you know, I don't know what Bogle's doing there. He's doing his best Jay McEverly impression, where he's just sort of jumping up. I don't know, doing some like Swan Lake madness, just throwing his arms up in the air. Um, I mean, at first I was like outraged because I thought. I think like I think it was like uh, Anel something like put his arm like sort of on someone's chest and then just like flopped over, and I thought they'd given the penalty for that and I was outraged and then I looked up I could actually where I was sat I sat right at the back of the south stand in the posh seats and um, could see like the screens that was like it was basically watching it on TV so they were like showing you like the replays and everything and I saw the handball and I went yeah penalty and then obviously you know can't do anything about that but then. We actually sort of, I can't remember, like, we actually had some more, I can't remember what the scoreline were with these chances, but, I mean, we straight away, I think it was even nil-nil. Asula got his feet caught up. Um, you know, he had a great chance, got his feet caught up. I think, you know, it was very McBurney-esque. Um, and then there was also the one with Bogle, where I think most of the Blades fans started standing up cheering. I mean, I thought it was like, so, I don't know if it took like a deflection or like thinking, I know you're not a striker, Bogle, but you should be like, Getting that on target, or you know, mm-hmm. test at least testing the keeper from there. Um, you know, Os uh, Trusty had a, a header from close range that just you know sort of headed that into the ground and wide. So we had like we actually like came back. You know, even though we were like um, we were like three down, four down, uh, three two down, four two down. We actually came back and like tried, which is like very uncharacteristic. I think that's one thing that's improved under Wilder a little bit is that even then when we go down. The, the heads don't drop, whereas under Hecky, I think they often did a bit. So they come back and have a go. I think the Palace game is another example of that. Um, and then I think the fourth goal was pretty poor as well. It seemed to just go in in slow motion, just like, you know, he just sort of swung his leg at it. I mean, and then it sort of went through everyone. 
Um, Gerbich, as you know, I've always rated him. He's, you know, trying to get down to it. Um, and then the fifth goal as well is just a mess from everyone. You know, there's like textbook Chef United. I think we're giving it away very easily in the midfield. Um, you've got, I think, was it Welbeck running through? I don't know who's actually defending him at this point, but when you watch it back, you're thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to, he's going to like force Welbeck to sort of like turn back or, you know, turn towards the sideline or cut back. You're thinking, oh, he's got this. He's, he's not going to get a shot off or a cross away here. He's going to force him to either go out for a corner or, you know, and then he just sort of carry, just he's got, the defender sort of just like starts walking. It's like, what are you doing? Like, it's like his controller's just lost power, yeah. like looking for the flipping charger cable. Yeah. It's like you had him and you you had him covered, and then he's just gone through. And then um, you know, and then obviously he gets the shot away. And um Gerbich, as you know, I've always rated him, um, doesn't make the save. <laughs> <laughs> but, um and it was yeah. just sort of disappointing because I know we went on and I think obviously McAtee thundered one um into the underside of the bar, which I actually wondered like it was sort of almost like Frank Lampard against Germany. It it almost was. It was mm-hmm. like that, but the the unfortunate the wrong side of the line. Um but like I said we, there was a couple a few chances thinking we could have scored a few more. Um but we of course also could have conceded a few more, and there was there was spells of that where um, Brighton just looked far more athletic and fit than us. They were like we were on the ball and they were just like on us straight away. Like yeah. they, they clearly cared more. Like we were coming into this game going, oh yeah, but they they've got to try and qualify for Europe and they've got the Europa League to stay in. Like this this is like I mean I'm saying oh they've got bigger fish to fry, but they they played like they cared about this a lot more than we did. Like they were on us. Um, like even like players like Welbeck who's like you know. Played for like England, I think even scored for England in like the Euros. You mm-hmm. know, high profile player. Um, you know, and he's you know you probably you're thinking, but he's not, even he's not thinking. Oh, this is beneath me. He's playing as if it was like that Euros game, and they're just they're just on us all the time, and we just looked like knackered. Um, yeah. You know, even just sort of like just looked. I mean, you've got Brereton Diaz, who's a breath of fresh air. I mean, he's he's obviously like trying, and you know, there were a few others that like trying, but. Just like the squad as a whole, just we were just always under constant pressure by Brighton. Um, and then whenever they got the ball, they were just passing it around. And we were like, I think there was like even a point, I think we were probably like 2 0 down. And they were pretty much just camped in our most of their plays were just in our half. And then just their back forward was sort of passing it between each other. Mm-hmm. And we we're just like sat there watching as if we're 1 0 up with like six minutes to go, going, let's just keep them here, lads. Like we're two down. Yeah, but somehow eventually, I think we did wake up and then obviously went through. Um, obviously, I think we forced forced to save at one point, obviously, and then went on to equalize. Um, and then just obviously, yeah, I think even like I said, when we went three, two, four, two down, we still tried something, but yeah, we're just comfortably beaten again. Um, by obviously a Brighton side, and it's just you know the fact that with you know we're playing them in three weeks' time, where if they were trying on Sunday, they definitely will be trying in three weeks' time. Yeah, when oh, yeah. they're playing for points in the league. Um, so it's it's just I know it's just like, it's just the cup, but it's all it's all we had. It's all yeah. we had. It's I mean, <clears throat> I mean you you summed up everything, and like the one thing I will touch on at the end of it is exactly what you said. If they were up for that cup. Yeah. On Saturday, can you only imagine? Now watch, we'll run out three no winners against when they come back. But you know, in I'm being facetious, but they're going to come back because their importance is to stay up in them top positions in the league to qualify for Europe and, and go on the journey. Like when I had when I did the preview podcast with the Albion Roar guys. They were ecstatic because they were down in the fourth division. They were in league yeah. two, not so many years ago. And now to be going on a journey in Europe, similar to where we were almost at a few years ago. Yeah. It's it's almost like life-changing for them because they never thought they'd get out of like playing Exeter away or or playing Portsmouth or 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 yeah. somebody like that. Now they're playing Ajax and you, they're playing teams that have brought like 
huge, like are internationally known all over the world. It's crazy. And so if you don't think they're going to come to Bramwell Lane and look to turn us over three, four, five nil again, I mean, you, you've got to be delusional. But I, I guess before I ask your thoughts on, on last night's game, what was the what was the atmosphere like in Bramble Lane for for that cup game, knowing this is all we have to play for? And then as the goal started going in, is is Bramble Lane turning into a place you you're you don't want to go because the atmosphere is so bad or has it since hecky got sacked wilder come in i could see the ground the the atmosphere picking up but now we're back on the same trajectory as we were with hecky is it back to where where it was yeah i think that's um i think that's interesting i don't think it's maybe not quite as bad um as it was uh under hecky so obviously i think with Wilder, it's still sort of like all signed kind of new and also because he's um you know, he's like our Messiah as well. So people are gonna be like, even if it's like really bad, it's like, oh, but it's wilder. So you, you know, he sort of gets not an entire free pass. I you know, I'm not saying he gets a free pass, but because it's yeah. like whereas heck he was like never, you know, like the golden boy. So he was always like people were like sort of looking for a chance to get on his back. Um but yeah, I mean to be fair it was about of uh, I think it was about eighteen thousand people. I think probably about three, three, two and a half to three thousand. I don't know what we gave them, but fair play to Brighton. They sold out that away, and they did not expect that. And they were vocal. To be fair, they were providing the atmosphere. Um, fair play to them. You could hear them singing over the top of the Greasy Chip Butty song at the start of the game. Really, um, I think the atmosphere when we got the when we got the second goal, um, that was really good. But I think I don't know. It's just sort of. Um, the atmosphere's not been good at Bramall Lane for a long time now. I think, I think even parts of it stem back to even some of the games under Wilder and the Prem first time around. It could have been perhaps a bit better. Sometimes it was electric, um, but I think obviously I, I think you know since COVID and then obviously we had sort of the doldrums of the Championship and even even last season when we were like rocking and rolling in the champion, you know that brilliant season with Enjai and all that and getting promoted at home and. Um, obviously that game was good, but I think for a long while that the atmosphere at Bramall Lane has been it's been poor to be fair. Um so I remember even speaking with um Ingrid Nick and Shorenview back in Jesus, August twenty nineteen, when we'd just been um promoted to the uh the Prem and we was we were talking about the atmosphere then not being the best. And that was like they were the glory days then, you know. So it, it's it's always sort of been like a steady decline for some time now. Um but yeah, it's not as um, it's definitely not as toxic as it was, you know, the last few games under under Hecky and all that. Um, but it's not it's not vibrant either. But I think you know, I think it's probably better at times because obviously now we're starting to see actually attacks and we're actually seeing goals as well, which is uh, I mean we're still losing, but you know, like we're getting like I said, we're still get, we know we're now seeing like Diaz running down on players, which is you know obviously far better than what we were getting under what's his name Traore but yeah the atmosphere is still a bit flat all in all really yeah. yeah and I mean it's not like you're gonna expect something some crazy atmosphere some absolute raucous atmosphere in a team that that is propping up the table and is going to for the rest of the season um but I mean at least the one thing the one thing I guess that got me on Saturday is, you know, you were there, but it was the emptiest I've seen Bramall Lane in a long time. Yeah. I mean, there was nobody on the cop. There was from from the camera angle that we were getting over here, there was nobody in the cop. There was no – it was like smattering of empty seats across the stand from where the camera was. Yeah. And you look at the Brighton end and you see all that all their away supporters show up and you're like, like I know. this is the last game of the season we have to play for absolutely anything. Yeah. And no one turns out. Probably know, one of it, probably one of the smallest smallest crowds we're gonna have all season. Yeah, I mean and it was um 
when all said and done, it was £16 for an adult. So it's, you know, one of the cheapest games of football you're going to get to. I mean, I think even if you're... um. Even if you work out how much your season ticket costs per game, it's not sixteen pounds. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously for for an adult that is. I don't know what it costs for kids, but I want to guess ten five. You know, depending on how old they are, or whatever. But yeah, and it was. Um, but like I was in the um, the the beer engine beforehand, and there was more. You could sort of tell, like as a sort of sample. There was. I think there ended up being more Brighton fans in the beer engine. I mean, it is in a way fan friendly pub. It's not a if, you know, it's it allows both in, and you're allowed to wear shirts and scarves and all that. Whereas the the clubhouse where Sean View goes, that's like just you know a home fan only. But yeah, they, they ended up being more Brighton. You know, it was like at least fifty fifty Brighton to Chef Brighton to Blades fans in in the pub. But it was like even like the sixteen quid. Um, it was a, a poor turnout. But I I just sort of think I think people have just gone. Oh, it's a it's the cup game. It's the fifth round of the. I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. No. It's the fourth round of the mm-hmm. cup. Um, you know, where it was like last season when, I mean, even I mean, it was a Tuesday. It was a Tuesday night when Wrexham came. I can't remember what the attendance. I think that was maybe about twelve or eleven thousand. But obviously, then we went on to play Spurs. But that was when we were champ. They were prem, and they had you know Kane came on for like ten minutes, but. I think because it was like round four of the cup, there's still a lot of apathy around that level of the cup. Um, if if you're a Championship or Premier League side, I think if you're League One, you've obviously you've been you're on a bit of a run at that point, so it's exciting. But yeah, and then also the fact it's like Brighton as well, and it's like oh, it's another Prem side. We play them in three weeks, so I just think a lot of well, evidently a lot of people just weren't that bothered about it. To be fair. And, I think you even got like 150 loyalty points. So I think the club did sort of all they could to make it, you know, as enticing as as possible. But I think obviously a lot of apathy, and I think just about the obviously the the cup at that stage. But I think obviously the season itself. Well, I know like like you said, it, it was probably like all we had left to play for. But I just I think also there's just a lot of people just now probably a lot of like apathy about it because we're just sort of. Even even with like Wilder and you know there are signs of improvement, but we're still just losing every week and losing comfortably every week. And it's just, I just if everyone's just a bit tired of it all and a bit punch drunk and just like I said, numb and apathetic now. Yeah. Well, moving on to last night, another defeat. Go ahead, sum it up. What do you think? I mean, I listened to. I listen to, and you know, everybody's privy to this, but we have our own little group chat with all us, all us content creators. And me and Eggie were listening on uh, on BBC Radio Sheffield, and Carlos Saba has got to be one of the greatest color commentators uh, going. And I mean, they make it. I, I give it credit to BBC Sheffield. They make it sound like we're in the game, even though we're not. Yeah. And I didn't even, I haven't even gone back and watched the highlights of the game, but I listened to it from start to finish. And when we scored and won, made it 1 0, I was like, oh man, we might be in this. And then here comes <laughs> Alice back, and it's just kind of like all downhill from there. And it's just like, even, even a, a, a team that, I mean, going into that game was probably in worse form than us. And that's hard to say. They had won one in ten, and we had won one in ten. Yeah, and they, you know, they got Grandpa Roy with his cane and walker out there <laughs> and his seeing eye dog, and <laughs> they won't stack him. And I'm like, perfect, they're ripe for the picking. We're gonna get three points, and Grandpa Roy and his cane and walker go out of there and get all three points. Sum it up, Trevor. Oh, uh, I mean, first of all. Kudos to everyone that made the long journey down. From what I've heard, it was a bad journey. I think a few people, maybe they even missed the first goal, but I think a few people were struggling to get into the ground on time because of traffic. So fair play to everyone that went down. I think they got an extra 150 points or something. I'm not sure, but that means nothing to be fair. So yeah, fair play to them. Um, Hopefully they saw both goals and uh, had enjoyed those while they lasted. But yeah, I mean, first of all, egg it. What a knobhead he was! Kept spoiling it. I had it on. I had my phone oh, on did. mute, and it was he still did. coming through. 
<laughs> like, I just thought, oh, best mute my phone. It went, oh, one nil. I was like, nil. He said, oh, nil one. I was like, that can't be right. That and next minute, I'm right. seeing Diaz bearing out, bearing down on goal. I'm like, and it, it sort of ruined it. I mean, I didn't. I think in the end, I was sort of glad to have had those goals ruined because I think if I'd celebrated them organically, I'd be like more annoyed and more upset. But because I didn't really like, I was like acting. I was like, you know. I was having to like act, you know, um, like ecstatic for them. I was like, in the end, I was almost like when they equalised, I was like, oh, good. That means now if we get another, it means more and I can proper celebrate. Like, you know, yeah. like, like yeah. I said, I mean, the start, I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, they looked like, like, you know, about Grandpa Roy, but I think the players look like, the Palace players look like half, half asleep. Mm-hmm. Like it was um I don't know who played the ball, but it was like a really good ball forward by um I well, I, said, I can't I don't even know who played it forward. Um and then like the run down by Diaz and then he like, crossed in in a brilliant finish. It's like who the bloody hell's this team? Because this is <laughs> right. This sure as hell ain't Chef United, man. Yeah. It's just and I'm like Christ, but then you sort of thinking like oh god, there's like still like 95 minutes left of the game. And even at like 1-0, I'm thinking, we're not going to get another. We're not going to get another. And then yeah. the game kicks off again. And obviously, the, the Palace players obviously understand how bad they've been and the pressure and all that. And they're at home as well. And, and you just sort of see us camped back. And you're like, oh, God. Like obviously, we're not going to, you know, it's just thinking, well, we can't defend. We can't defend. It's like, and the, the chances are, I tell you what, it was, I, I found it quite entertaining because I was sort of like, Watching through my hands, just as Palace had cross after cross into our box, and you've got Souza clearing it off the line. I'm thinking, oh god, that could have been a goal. And you're looking up at the clock, and it's like ten minutes in. It's like, oh yeah. god, this game is going to last forever. It's like yeah. just cross after cross, and then we're trying to pass it out, but we're like, we've played three passes, and it's still goal side of the penalty spot. And you're like. Please, somebody clear it, and then we clear it, and it just bounces off a, one of us, a, a player, and then they've got it again. Or we clear it, you don't even make the halfway line, and then they're back on us again. <laughs> and you've got flipping Eze and Elise, just two show ponies, just trotting around. Just, yeah. Oh, and then I mean, their first goal was like, I just didn't understand what was going on. I sort of expected it was one of those goals where I was like thinking, Oh, that'll be offside because he just had far too much space, mm-hmm. and it was just like it was, um. Um, I mean, everyone. Oh, I don't know about Palace switching off, but sort of everyone sort of switched off at the back. Like, I think I've like watched it back, and I mean, Trusty had a, had a bad game, and he sort of he's he's sort of jockeying the guy on the the wing. I don't know who crossed. I think it was um, it was like Elise kept chipping him in. So he's sort of like I know he's a brilliant player, but he was just sort of like jockeying with him on the wing, and then doesn't you know doesn't get anything on his cross whatsoever. And then both Anel and Robinson just leave. Um, I think it's Eze that just does some like you know roundhouse kicks it into the net, just like a fucking ballet leap. Um, and then you've got um, Gerbich. You know, as you know, I've always rated him. Um, <laughs> me too. Me too. That, that that goal reminded me of when I used to watch the sidemen play FIFA Pro Clubs, and KSI <laughs> ended up in net. You know, it's just he made. He's like he's like going the wrong way. It's like him. Um, it's like they didn't see Eze whatsoever, so they just saw the ball and they thought, well, that's going to go there. Because there was another defender, like Gerbich went like the wrong way. But then like another defender was going the same way Gerbich was, as if as if both Gerbich and the defender, I can't remember which defender it was, were both saying like, oh, it might have been Bogle or something. Oh, yeah, the ball's going there. And then it's just next meal, Eze just runs up and just like, does like a, a star jump or a jumping jack in an American and just... It's in the net, and I'm just like, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. I'm thinking, oh, there we go. We're, you know, 17 minutes, and I'm thinking, Christ. And even after that, they went 1-0 up, and they just turned the heat up once again. Um, and you're thinking, oh, God, and, um, you know, there's shots flying everywhere. There's We're trying to block. We're trying to play it out, pass it out. Um, and it's just absolute chaos in the box, just bouncing around like pinball. Um, and then somehow, I mean, fair play to McBurney. I mean, I think it, I don't know if it was at one nil or nil nil, but I think McBurney sort of had a a shot that hit sort of the side net. But I thought, oh, fair play. He sort of had to like jostle with someone, and then 
got a decent decentish shot off. Like mm-hmm. I think this is how how low the bar is from expectations now. Like in any in most scenes, I go, oh, what's he doing there? But now it's like mm-hmm. thinking it's a shot that was almost on target away from home. Almost. That is you know, and then we get a we get a break. I mean, once again, McBurney, a good bit of play from him, and you know, nice footwork, and he held he held his own and had a bit of pace, and then found the pass to McAtee. And I think the only downside is the fact it took a deflection, but you take what you can take. And obviously, that sort of um, it was I think it was Henderson. You know, obviously would have been annoyed with himself as well. Because um, but we get the goal, and you think fucking hell, two one. Once again, Eggy spoiled it. Um, so I was like, Ey. I was just like clapping. I, I probably would have been running around the house, but I'm just going, hey, <laughs> flipping mystic, mystic Meggy flipping, just flipping tweeting in with all the stuff saying one nil all the time. Um, oh, but, uh, but you're thinking, what in the name of God is going on here? We're two one up, we went one nil up away from home, and then we inevitably conceded, but we've actually come back. We don't. We don't come back after conceding. I mean, we no did it once against Wolves, but that was at home, not away from home. I'm like, well, Jesus Christ. And then inevitably we don't learn our lesson and we start sitting back again. Um, I mean, the second one, I mean, it's a brilliant finish, um, but he shouldn't be getting that shot off from there. I mean, I don't know who was, um, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was maybe Robinson or I don't know who else, or maybe, I don't know, Sousa or someone that was meant to be closing him down, but it doesn't matter who, but, Someone just close him down. Like I, I've heard people say, like you know, every goal is avoidable. You know, obviously, um, it's it's one, it's one for the defense or the midfield or whatever, just to close him down because they, they he, he had like I swear he had time to like touch it, sort of pick his spot and then just curl it in, and it's it's a brilliant finish. You're thinking, oh, we just can't catch. I've heard two one. I was thinking, I was like thinking we could probably grind this out if we really try. And then two all, you're mm-hmm. thinking, oh, and then sort of. The game goes on. I mean, I think in terms of the midfield of this one, um, barely noticed Slimani. Barely, I think I noticed him in the first five minutes because I saw 25 and I thought, who's that? Thought, oh, yeah, it's Slimani. Cause I, <laughs> who's he's, that? He hasn't played for like a month oh. or something over in um, the AFCON. And then I thought Hamer was poor. Hamer, Hamer, Hamer. Mm-hmm. Um, he sort of, he, he kept, he was involved. But the like the three things I sort of I noticed him do were just sort of misplaced passes, give the ball away, and then at one moment I think it was in the first first half, he won the ball back, and I was like, oh, you've done something good, and then he instantly <laughs> gave it away. It's like, yeah. oh, it's like he's like forgot who he was. Oh, I've got the ball, and oh, yeah, I am, I'm Harmon. I just think with him, it's like I keep wanting him to be brilliant, just because like I've got like um like a, a content creator on um like they've. Coventry's version of Sheffield United way that's had I've been on theirs a couple of times and um I sort of messaged him and that and they absolutely adored like when when he left Coventry it was similar to like in Jai leaving us like the way yeah. they were talking about him I was like Christ like wow like this guy must be like you know a good, really good player and I'm just sort of waiting for him he's sort of like that scene in The Incredibles and he's just like saying what are you looking like? What are you waiting for? I, like, I don't know. Something amazing, I guess. I'm just like, yeah. I'm just waiting for that one. And he had that goal at Forest. I'm thinking, oh, here we go. And then he got the goal at Spurs. And you know, he's, he's here we go. And it's just since then, it's just he's gone down. Really, I, know he, I know he got a goal. Um, I think he played okay against Brighton. Obviously, got the goal as well, which was good. But the the Palace game last night was disappointing. I actually think, I think I'd go as far as to say, I think over the whole game, I'd say that Souza was. Our best player, I'd say. Obviously, I think Diaz was brilliant, but came off. I think he's got a knock. Let's pray that's not that bad. But I thought Souza was brilliant. I mean, he wasn't perfect, but I just kept noticing him heading everything away. Like even the commentators were saying, like I thought the the commentators I listened to on some sort of peacock thing. I don't know, but they were really good commentators. They really knew knew their stuff about both. You know, about even like our players and that. And they were saying, "Oh, Souza again. Like, how many is he, How many of those is he headed away tonight?" And I thought he was a really good player for the event, you know, we were backs to the wall, which we brought on ourselves, but sort of gritty, um, you know, sort of midfield, just sort of doing the ugly stuff, lot of, you know, sort of similar to like how Paul, in parts, how Paul Paul Coots used to play, just nothing flash, just the gritty, important, you know, basic stuff, just winning the ball and passing it five yards to someone else just to keep possession. But he seemed to be like, Really, really giving it his all last night, and seem he seems to really care as well. So, fair play to him. I was fairly skeptical about him and taking well, but last night I thought was um, 
one of the best I've seen. I, th I thought it was, apparently some people are slagging him off, but I thought it was good. He seemed to be really involved in a positive way. He seemed to really care. Um, but a lot of poor performances as well. And like Anel again just looks, I mean, maybe it's that glandular fever, but he just looks like just slow to it. He's like five mm -hmm. seconds behind everyone else. Mm -hmm. and, and then he's getting mardy. Like listening to like Blaze pods that day and saying, Oh, you can't believe his captain material. And it's like, I don't know if Bruno Fernandes is still the captain of Man United, but he's he's one that's always like mardy and petulant and always in the ref's face. And when you look at that, you know, he's not a good example as a captain, but at least he's actually like good and positively yeah. influential yeah. for Man United. Whereas like Anel's just he almost scored though, Anel. It would have been a proper Chef United performance. That'd be really crap and then get a goal. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I like, I mean, like the second um, second half was a sort of, I mean, it wasn't too too bad, but once again, it's just sort of Palace all over. They, they were, you know, Eze and Elise, they just absolutely running the show. They were couldn't quite get that ball into Mateta, fortunately. I think they had a, a few. Um, but then obviously, um, speaking of Mateta, yeah, he flipping concussed um, Gerbich, didn't he? So I think, I think Gerbich, you know, sort of Gerbich came out to get the ball and then, it was sort of like his like upper arm sort of like hit Gerwich and his head seemed to like sort of jolt back a bit and I think he went mm -hmm. down for a bit and he was um he was adamant um adamant to stay on Gerwich. He was really pissed off. Like I think even he was on the sidelines and they were like subbing Wes on and it was still like I don't know if he was like just like, I can play, I can play, let me go back on and you know, so Fair play to him. I thought, oh, it was good. He was clearly like really pissed off that he was like, I think obviously because of like concussion, had forced forced substitution. Um, um, so yeah, so fair play to him. And you know, as you know, I've I've always rated Gerbich. So, but then <laughs> Wes, is, Wes is coming on and thinking, here we go. Um, I mean, I think on a midodium. Yeah, it was, it was like two two all at this point, and um, like I say it was just this. They were just still all overs, and we we're, we're barely getting out of our our own half at this point. To be fair, um, but I think like with the the third goal was like really frustrating. Once again, um, the the build up defense was poor, and then one he's had so he had it was a difficult finish, but there's just no one on him again, and it it was a good nope. finish. I mean, um, I don't know, maybe. I don't know if it's good or more, but it was a really good. It was a good finish. But you're just thinking, we were actually two one up away from home. How many times is that going to happen? And here we are, three two down. And it's just this. I mean, like I think trust. I sort of watched the replay, and I think Trusty sort of left um, Elise, and then was like trying to scramble back to get to him. It's like it's too late. It's too late. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing happened at. Um, Arsenal away, I think it was in the first goal in Ketchy. He sort of just like left him for that. It was like, oh shit, he's got the ball. I best, I best do something about that. Oh, it's in the net. Yeah, so right. It's just, yeah, it's just once again, you know, similar to um, um, Anel, just like five seconds behind everyone else. You know, he's got a bit of fewer latency issues, a bit of lag going on, I think. Um, so, but then somehow we came back into the game and actually had. Actually had a go, probably should have scored. You know, we forced um like LaRouche is coming on. I'm just thinking like I mean I think did R and D he he did did Norrington Davies come on or did he start? I think he started. Uh, actually did he, that, like, oh. did he like I, come on and I'm thinking what on earth's that gonna do? I think he came let's see. I think he came on oh, did he start? I don't know if he came on, you know. No, he We're came on as a sub. Uh, he came on a sub, yeah. To be in fair, the... though, because I think he was going to do, but he ended up playing almost like a left winger at times. He was so far forward. Yeah. On like, that left wing, he was like, it was, um, I was like looking up thinking, like, is that Jamie Murphy? Like, with flipping the glory days are back. Like, is that far forward <laughs> on the left wing? Uh... But, um, And then, like, Brooks came on and thought, oh, at least we've got Brooks on. And I thought, once again, he was a, he was a good spark and, he just about managed to keep keep on, and there was, there was a few times where he was in like high pressure situations, and there's people on him, but he managed to keep onto the ball and dispatch it to someone else. You know, even though there's like people on like, hounding him, he's having to like twist and turn his way out of trouble. So fair play to him, and you know, Bogle's popping up, just couldn't quite get the uh, the right ball. And I think there was once, I think when a sword come on, he crossed the ball, and but just couldn't. I mean, once again, we we were struggling with end product. Um, 
you know, the, the, the final decision making. Once again, the passing in, in the middle of the pitch, the passing everywhere, to be fair, was still, you know, six out of ten at best. The cross into the box. But then, like, Larucci came on, I'm thinking, God, this can go one of two ways. He's either going to be, like, awful at the back or he might actually provide us a bit of physicality down the left. Yeah. And he actually, you know, he, he could have got an assist. He was close to getting an assist. He crossed it in. I was like, why is he crossing it there? Oh, it's like it's almost in. And I was like, oh, God. And then I think a second later, like, Brooks managed to get a shot off, but it was, like, fairly close to Henderson. I don't know if we came close to scoring at, like, the end as well, like, really late on. Did we have, like, a really late chance as well? I thought I thought Palace, after we got kind of in, in the back end of it, I think Palace just saw the game out. I don't think it really, really, really troubled them once it got in an added time because they, they started killing a lot of the clock off right there at the end of the game. Yeah, I think, I, know, I, think had, I think we had a few bits like in the very, very late stages where it was like bouncing around the box and you're thinking we just need to get some sort of connection on this and we've probably got a goal here. And I think there was the odd shot here and there or I think it was the... Um, I think it was some sort of corner, and like Wes came up for the corner, but at this point, my, my stream had gone blurry. Like, I, I swear we had like a chance. I was like, I'd have absolutely loved for Wes to have scored. That would have been the greatest. <laughs> that, that would have been the best, the best way to they bring your replacement in and and then you go up and score because he has to leave due to injury or concussion. That would have been fantastic. And if if my if Wes had have scored though, honestly, it would have been incredible. I I think we had like the corner late on. I don't know if we. I'm trying to like rewatch the highlights here. He's <laughs> like, my my thing had gone a bit blue. My stream had gone a bit blue at that point. It was completely legal, trust me. But um, <laughs> we had like a let go. But I thought fair play at least. Like we actually um had a bit of fight towards, you know, the fact that we'd gone 3-2 down. Um, oh, it was just, we headed it in and then Asula just sort of, it was like on the half turn. There's no way you could have done anything about it. It was like, yeah, yeah like having to like turn his like body with inside itself to get like anything on it. But I think, like I said, like, one about sort of the difference between, I mean, Hecky and Wilder is that like, we're still losing, but like we are showing a bit more fight. I think going forward is better, but the defence is still is still lacking in so many areas. And it's it's a shame because a lot of it's like players that we've, you know, like relied on in the past, you know, like yeah. Anel in the championship was great, but this season has been poor. You know, Robinson, he, you know, he, he was he didn't do anything particularly wrong, but he wasn't at his best. I mean, he had the first goal, everyone sort of switched off. But yeah, I think it's just, at least now, like under the... Um, like when we went three two down, we didn't. We did, I know we didn't score, but it was just. I think like there's been a couple of games now where it was sort of alien at being like three two down, but actually been like having, even though you're not scoring, just moment, you know, like just oh moments. You thinking, mm -hmm. God, we almost got something. Like thinking back to like the first, you know, so many months of that season, I don't really remember many of those. Oh God, we almost scored moments. You know what I mean? There was. It's true. There was there was there was times when we got oh, right there were, there was times when we got goals like the first like August and September weren't too bad you know like you know we gave Spurs a run for the money you know that was similar to now and Man City we gave we almost got something against them um, but then obviously it just sort of deteriorated and then it just became absolutely nothing and then you just sort of losing every week and like no moments of thinking oh god at least we we lost but at least. We, we, we offered something and we actually watched some attacks and we watched some shots on target and we watched some goals and we had some, oh, like that almost yeah. went in all cheering because it has gone in. So I think that's the main improvement, the fact that I think going forward has has definitely improved um, under Wilder. But I think um, there's still a lot to sort of sort out in midfield. You know, I think we've still... That needs a whole refresh, I think. I mean, you know, I think um, Sousa's and Haim, uh, they, they've been okay, but they sort of need to... I think they might be... Maybe they're going to be absolutely amazing in the championship, you know what I mean? Um, to fair, I think this is, as far as I know, maybe the first time Harm has played in the Prem. So, you know, maybe he's just, his level is the championship and that will... I guess we'll find out soon enough. But defensively, though, again, it's just... Um, 
just playing like strangers, and it's just um, I don't know. They just seem to not do that. Just like oh, it's just such a cliche. Not doing the basics, panicking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, l- losing track of their men. They seem to be slow. Um, and I think I think it even starts from midfield as well. Like just going back to the Brighton game, but when we had the ball, they were just like on us. Like, and, and then we're having to go, oh crap, we have to pass sideways or back because I can't pass forward because we just we just run out of ideas too quickly. And there are moments when we have like creative spots. Like there were there were a handful of moments. I mean, we scored from two of them in the Palace game, or even towards the end, thinking like with the when Brooks came on, or there was moments, you know, like where um um like obviously maybe Sewell's getting on the ball, or you've got that Brooks stepped up as well, like I said. And you're thinking there are bits of spark here and fair play to Brooks is one of the few players we actually have that will pick the ball and actually dribble towards the defence. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of them just sort of seem to frightened of the ball, frightened to lose the ball, just passing it around for the sake of passing it around. And then when they're doing that, they give it away. Um, so it, it's just... So I think, yeah, it is, it is better, but it's still nowhere near enough to stay up. Um, which is a shame because I think, obviously, if you sort of had the first couple of months and, you know, the way we were playing on the first couple of months with Hecky combined with as we are now, it's we might have had a bit more hope, but it's just, yeah. we're so far behind now. And, you know, um, you're seeing like um, Luton, you know, making a real fi- fair play to them. They're making a real fist of it. Um, I think they've been smart. You know, they've got in some brilliant signings. They've got an identity. Um, they're really capitalising on their their home atmosphere, their home form. They're making that, you know, they're not winning every game, but they're making that a hard place to go. Um, whereas we've just got, I don't know, we've got nothing. You know, Bramall Lane's just like, you know, that's just a tuck shop for people. Less of a, more of a tuck shop than a fortress. Just come up and get some, you know, three points and on your way. Uh, away form's even worse. Um, you know, it's... God knows what's going to happen in the summer with players leaving. I mean, we probably, we probably we need a lot of them to leave, to be fair. But what funds are we going to have to like bring people in? Are people going to want to join? Like yeah, sort okay. of a, a a failing, you know, prospect because sometimes it's all right. I think a lot of people have been going, oh yeah, but the championship, oh yeah, but the championship, oh yeah, but the championship. But seen it with clubs before. They, uh, they go down and they stay down or they go down and they go down again. It's mm-hmm. not always a, it's not always a given that. I know it's often the case, especially nowadays with the disparity in wealth, but people coming down and then being either coming straight back up or being in the mix of coming back up. But it's not always a given. And, you know, the heads, heads are probably going to be on the... Uh, I mean, see how we finish the season. Um, but... You know, like when, like when we um, came down from the Premiership last season, at uh, last time, and we had, all right, we had a change of manager with Slav, so there's there's more than one factor at play here, admittedly, but we were like stuttering around in 15th, 16th place. Yeah, we were um, bad. We were bad that first year. Yeah, season. I mean, th- there's other factors at play, so it's it, it's hard to apportion all the blame, you know, on just, you know, saying, oh, well, it, you know, it could, it could have been Slav's, maybe if we'd, Maybe if we'd maybe if we'd had Hecky, <laughs> we'd have actually been okay <laughs> from point from day one. But yeah, so but like I said it's it's just it is it is better under Wilder. And I think the main thing as well is the fact that when we go down, our heads don't necessarily always drop. We do seem to try and have a go and come back, even if you know, even when we're losing. So that's encouraging to see. It's, there's a bit more entertainment, although we are still losing. We're getting a few more goals. We're still losing. So, yeah, I think it's sort of, I think, a bit more sort of, sort of as it, I think, I, I don't know if I said somewhere, I think like the fives and threes will become twos and ones. But, yeah. you know, I guess we're still having the threes, but we're, we're getting two or one goal now. Or, well, we are having the, we're having the fives and threes, but we're scoring two now. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, I I agree with a lot of you you have said and and a lot of the listeners are going to be like traveling just talk for the whole thing but I, <laughs> I, waffle I, you want some maple with that so it yeah will. it's and it's uh, this is how I attend, intended this to go I your you get to see it from a 
a personal view every single weekend. I only get to watch through a a 52-inch TV I have on the wall up in my living room. Or a Someone's TV. earning. <laughs> <laughs> or or in this case, if I'm doing the Chef United watch-alongs, I get to watch it through, through a computer screen. So yeah. I can't judge... You know, my views are from a thousand miles away. Yours, you're right on top of it. So to get your more honest opinions of what you think, where we've been and where we're going, it almost gives a sense to people like, you know, don't believe everything you kind of hear when you think, okay, we're going down. It might not always be rosy. Just look at Sunderland. They did the back-to-back relegations and were down in League One for four years before they just – before they just got back up to the championship. I mean, Ipswich were down there. Wednesday are probably going to be back down in, in League One. If we don't plan this right, we could be joining those teams down there in, in a couple of years' time. And that's that's a real possibility. Now, will it happen? I don't think. I, I'd like to think that the club has more sense. And, you know, if the owner doesn't want to spend, you know, that's where we get in. And he still wants to be in charge of, or, or have a hand in United, that's where I think it gets sticky. But if he doesn't want to sell us now, you got to sell us during the summer. Because if not, you're just going to drag us down. You're 100% yeah. just going to drag us down. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, um, I mean, I, I don't even think this is a case of like, do you like the Prince or not? I, I think he clearly wants to sell us. So mm-hmm. there's not, much incentive for him to invest big because yeah. he's like he's like leaving soon you know what i mean mm-hmm. or he's wanting to leave so he's thinking why should i inject you know tens of millions to buy new players when um <clears throat> you know i mean it's too late he can't he can't save this season i no. mean i mean if we do st- if we do stay up that will be down to wild around the players nothing to do with him whatsoever that will be down mm-hmm. to wild on the players and no one else but I don't think any he's not going to inject enough money to, um, um, you know, save this season. But I think like while while ever he's still wanting to sell us, he's never going to invest that much. So whatever he's still the owner who doesn't want to, have, unless he says well, actually no, I'm on I'm here for the long term. I'm going to start investing. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of our hands are sort of tied really. And, yeah, you know, I think even. Like I said like even going down, like you get you get like the parachute payments and that, but um I think we sort of like last time, I don't know if we just sort of use those to sort of just like balance the books a bit rather than last which time. I know it's like a sensible thing, but you know, as as fans go into the games, you know, week in, week out, you don't want to watch a ba- a balance sheet, you wanna watch the NGIs of the world if you can. You know what I mean? You wanna see goals and wins and exciting football. Um you don't want to. You don't want to see a balance sheet going from red to black. Yeah, um, I know that that is important, but like as as well, like as well, I think um, the 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 championships improve improved in quality as well. You're not just um, it's not. It's obviously it is easier mm-hmm. than the prem, no doubt, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, like I said, it's one of those. I said one of those leagues. If anything, it's like. It is. It really is like a league where people say it about the Prem, but it's not true. Like they say, anyone can beat anyone. But in the Championship, that is slightly more true. You know, you'll see yep. a rather maybe not beating teams, but holding some of the bigger teams to draws, or you know, doing something like that and that. So it's not what I'm trying to say. Short story long is that success isn't guaranteed in the Championship just because it's easier than the Prem. Yeah, and I think yeah. we still would probably need to invest. Um, obviously, I think we might be losing a lot of players. Um, obviously, you know, we've got some, but like I said, we there's a at the minute, you know, two of our best players, um, Diaz and McAtee, um, they aren't going to be here at this nope. at least at the start of the transfer window next season. I mean, maybe I'd love to sign them, but we'd probably have to blow our whole transfer budget on getting both yeah. of them at this rate, and that'd be that done. Um, Obviously, we've, we're going to lose Archer, I think. Obviously, I think if we go down, we lose him. I know yeah. um, he's just not the right fit for us. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's particularly his fault. It's just I think he's perhaps a bit of a luxury player and we sort of need ugly players in that sense. You know, 
arse and elbows mm. just to try and stick onto the ball and we can't afford him the time and space to run onto things and we're not playing well enough to play to his strengths. Um, but he might be brilliant in the Championship. You know, he'd done well there before, but we're probably not going to have him. That's another player. Um, McBurney's contract's running out, I think. He's done well for us in the Championship last time around. I know he splits opinions and he's inconsistent, but he did really help in the promotion season. There's a chance he might not be here. Um, and then you, who we left with there, you sort of like you got... Asula, who you know is a talent, but is he? Do we want to be relying on him? Um, yeah. Same goes for Jebison. Brewster, <laughs> you know, as you know, I, as you know, I've always rated him. Um, I rated him. Uh, it's, <laughs> he's um, he sucks. Know, we, we we we, I think if we do well to sell him. We do well to sell him for nothing, honestly. At this rate, oh, one hundred percent. He's just so. And I mean, like, I think there are signs like you think perhaps Trusty, maybe he'll be brilliant in the championship. If we if we still got a nil, maybe he'll become good again in the championship. Souza and Hamer, I mean, Souza's showing signs now. Hamer's hopes they're going to get there. Maybe they're both going to be brilliant in the championship. Um, you know, Brooks, if we can keep on to him, he might turn it on and be like diet and or you know, yeah. almost. But I think there are signs to be... But we're going to have to bring in a lot, and it's not necessarily going to be cheap. Um, no, and maybe maybe Wilder can rekindle the magic magic of finding hidden gems for like fifty p. Mm. Um, maybe we can do that. But I think you know Wilder signings. If you know, even his biggest fans will say they've been hit and miss over the years. Yep. You know, for every good one, there's been a bad one, and some of those have been very expensive. As we've we've just been talking about one of them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I th- but. I just, I don't know. I, I just can't see. I think we'll probably we'll probably be sat here in a year and a half, and we'll probably still have Prince Abdullah trying to sell us or something. I don't know. I just, it seems to because it seems to take ages, and I appreciate the due diligence, due diligence checks because that meant that we didn't get Dozy in charge, who's flipping wanted by your guys over there. Yeah, no so, kidding. But uh, although that's good, it also means that it takes time as well. So he's got to find someone that he wants to sell to for the price that he, he's got to find the match of flipping demand and supply, what he wants Mm -hmm. to sell it for. And someone that actually goes, yeah, that's reasonable. And then actually get them through the due diligence and all that. So it's going to, I think even if it was successful, you'd probably be looking at, I don't know, six months, four months. Yeah. Right. At least third of a season. So, Unless, unless like the wheels are in motion, like now. I mean, maybe they are, and we just don't know. Yeah. But and then they they come in like the end of May. It's announced. Oh, I'm the new owner of Sheffield United, and we're going to build for the championship. And then they come in and they start saying, right, let's. They sit with Wilder and let's right, let's let's spend. Obviously, not do something stupid, but just invest. But is that going to happen? No, not not this not this time around. Mm-hmm. I can't see. So yeah. Short story long, yeah, like you said, while the Prince is still here and still wanting to sell, we're pretty much, I don't know, like I said, anchored down. We're going to be yeah. treading water as best we can. Yeah. Yeah, they, you, you do make a lot of good points uh, about it. And, you know, regardless of of where we're going, we're going to watch, we're going to watch the boys in red and white play <laughs> I just can't wait until we get back to Saturday 3 p.m. kickoffs. God, I love those. <laughs> I've got half five this Saturday. Yeah, half five against Villa to lose. <laughs> oh, God. Well, we might, we might, we might lose, though, but we'll, we'll probably get a goal. Yeah, hopefully. I'm going to put a, I'm gonna put us some money on to, to, to get a goal, and they'll probably be like, oh, we know Chad's got, got money on us to score and won't score. <laughs> um, That's the team talk, sword. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right, we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> Traveling Blade, where can everybody find you on the internet webs if they aren't already following you? Um, found me on YouTube, chatting absolute nonsense, um, Traveling Blade, and then on Twitter at Traveling Blade with one L for the American audience. Um chatting even more rubbish. Um, so yeah. Find us right. on them, follow us, subscribe. Yeah, definitely follow him. Definitely subscribe to his channel. His vlogs are awesome. He did bring him back. He they went on a little bit of a hiatus, but they started coming back, and it's just the joy and the ecstasy, and then the 
<laughs> Inevitable <laughs> sorrow. Just... Yeah, the sorrow in the how many are we going to win by his trademark phrase. <laughs> how many are we going to win by? Uh, if you haven't done so, go back to the FA Cup preview. Or, yeah, <laughs> the FA Cup pre-match. How many are we going to win by? Oh, my God. the Probably the greatest traveling blade vlog out there oh man um if you haven't done so red half of sheffield's the podcasts on twitter and x at red sheffield's uh on youtube the red half of sheffield and you can follow me c jarvis underscore 13 until noah's back in the captain's chair and uh (laughs) next week when we, we review probably another loss I say like Noah's flipping. He's out more than Rian Brewster. <laughs> it's very true. Oh, little niggling injuries for Noah Snyder. Yeah. But until next time, up the blades. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>